This is Animals Voice Podcast, presented by the Ontario SPCA with close to 50 communities working together for animal welfare. We've got another great show for you on the way, so put your paws up, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in to Animals Voice Podcast. I'm your host, Callie Milliman, and we've got a really good one for you today. It's sort of all about reuniting a family with their pet um, after having lost them as a stray. And I'm joined by Brandon LaFrance, and we're going to jump into his story in just a moment. Uh, a little later, we're going to be talking to an arrivals counselor here at the Ontario SPCA who actually uh, helped in assisting with the reuniting of Brandon's cat to his family. We're in our provincial education and Animal Center here in Stouffville to help share this story. Brandon, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. You know what, I want to get a little bit of a background. So can you please tell me a little bit about your cat, Bot, and tell me uh, how old he is? Uh, Bot's three years old now. Um, He celebrates his birthday on the same day as me and my father, which is May 26th. Um, That was my daughter's idea. Um, We got him July 12th, which was my daughter's birthday. So he was her fifth birthday present. So there's a lot of significance and sort of uh, family ties that go with this cat. He's intertwined with the family pretty well, yeah. That's amazing. And now uh, tell me a little bit about your daughter and the relationship that she had maybe prior to uh, bots getting lost. Um, he was her absolute world. He was her everything. She talked about him nonstop every day, all day when she wasn't with him. It was, what's, how's Bot doing? Um, when she did Christmas cards, Bot went first ahead of me. Um, yeah, just love the cat more than the world itself. So. so obviously when he went missing, it was pretty devastating, it would seem. And, and so when, when did he go missing and, and how was that uh, sort of dealt with your family? He went missing uh, early February last year. So he was almost gone a year to the day. And um, it, it was pretty devastating. My daughter never lost hope. She always thought that um, he was out just having adventures and doing what cats do. And he'd come back when he was done. And so she just kept saying, when Bot comes back, when Bot comes back, even though we were kind of preparing her for maybe not coming back. But actually, it was the chip that gave us hope. Well, there you go. And so obviously, we then one day gave you a phone call saying, guess what? We think we found your cat. Um, Can you tell me a little bit what it felt like when you received that phone call? It was the greatest phone call ever. Um, It was an absolute shock. And... I honestly haven't stopped smiling since. Like, it's just amazing. Just uh, the surprise of you guys calling that we didn't expect to ever see him again and to have him come back like that. And he came back exactly the same as he left. Like, and I'm sure reuniting your daughter with Bot was quite an experience. It was an emotional return. Yeah, she had some tears and lots of hugs and she hasn't let him go since. So, yeah. That's amazing. So obviously, I mean, this is a great reunited story of your family getting bought back and like you said you had that hope because of the microchip Uh, you know I want to touch on that a little bit I think sometimes you know we get the question here all the time you know are microchips uh, useful do they work and obviously your story is an attest to to the quality and the absolute uh, wonderful powers that a microchip can have would you recommend it to other people I would in a million years we never would have got him back without that microchip he was gone forever he showed up 45 minutes away in a different town we had stopped looking for him we we didn't have posters up anymore we would not have got him back without that chip 
Absolutely. And you know what? I always like to let people know a little bit of information about microchips. They do not act as a GPS, so we cannot sort of follow your animal when they're lost. Instead, they store information. And what's fantastic is that your information was up to date. Um, you know, we always like to let people know if you're moving or if you have any type of switch with your address, your phone number, any of your you know pertinent information, that you contact your microchip company so that they can get in touch with you. Brandon, this has been an absolutely amazing story. I'm so happy to hear about your family and hearing about how Bot has returned to his forever home. Thank you so much for joining me. I can't thank you guys enough. You guys are angels, honestly. Like, you've made my year. Like, I can't thank you enough. So Thank you so much. All right, everybody, this has been an amazing story. We're going to be back right after the break to continue giving you a little more information about just how we re reunite animals with their families. We'll catch you after the break. As a direct result of animals left unaltered, pet overpopulation still exists in Ontario. The staggering amount of cats and dogs far outnumber the amount of available homes. The Ontario SPCA encourages the public to spay and neuter your pets. By fixing your pet, you can make a positive impact on pet overpopulation and help Ontario's animals have the meaningful lives they deserve. To learn more about the importance of having your pet spayed or neutered, visit fixyourpet.ca. Hey everybody, welcome back to Animals Voice Podcast. Before the break, we were joined by Brandon who shared his lovely story of his family being reunited with their cat, Bot. And now we want to take you a little bit behind the scenes. So we've moved over into our arrivals department. I'm joined here by our arrivals counselor, Jenny McKee, who uh, is sort of at the forefront when it comes to the animals that come into the care of the Ontario SPCA. Jenny, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. So I kind of want to start because, you know, the thing that we want to know is when animals come into the Ontario SPCA, whether they're being rehomed or they're a stray animal that's sort of lost their way, you know, what are some of the steps or the process that take place from your end when an animal comes in? Well, the first thing that's done by the animal control officers are all animals are scanned with a microchip scanner to find out if they are chipped or not. Um, and then we would follow up to see if we can find the owner. Once we have the animal in here, we also then scan again on intake to make sure that nothing was missed. You know, sometimes the scanners aren't up to date, so we do make sure with different scanners that we've done our due diligence and checked a few times, yeah. Okay, so at that point, if, uh, you know, we have the information, obviously, uh, you guys would try and contact the number, the phone number, or uh, whatever kind of information you can find on the microchip to reach out and, and uh, get, that, uh, get that animal back to their home, you know, similarly to what we, we saw with Bot and his family, which was, he was ecstatic that, uh, <laughs> you know, that he had done the microchipping. So past that point, just take us a little bit further. So, you know, the animal maybe doesn't have a microchip and now they're in our care. Um, how do they sort of make their way up to the adoption center to find their new home? So after we've done all our due diligence and used all our different resources, we do have lost reports that we go through first as well to see if there's any that match the description of that animal, which then we would call even if we're not sure it's a match, but we still will to make sure. But and then after that, if we've gone through all the resources, there's no no owner come forward after the stray period is up, we would move forward then with either spaying or neutering if, if need be, uh, microchipping if need be. Um, all our animals are microchipped before they go up for adoption. So yeah, after, after that, you know, if they need medication, they would be treated first before they go forward for adoption. But yeah, 
That's it's quite a process, yeah, isn't it, that it they is. go through? And, it is. and sometimes that's, I know we have people who ask questions and, and they maybe have found out about an animal that's come into our care and they're sort of interested in going, you know, when are they going to be up for adoption? It is a process sometimes. It can take a couple of weeks. So I know you've been here for a number of years, Jenny, working with the organization in a, in a couple of different locations. Um, I'm sure you've got a couple of maybe success stories or stories you can share where microchips have maybe sort of saved the day. I tell you, I really hit home with everyone to microchip your animals because uh, here's a good story from a few years ago. An Australian shepherd came in, was found in Markham, found a microchip, I called. This is also another important thing. Make sure your microchip information is up to date. <laughs> so I did call. The, the animal was from Norwood. So of course I was thinking they did not update their info but I tried the number anyways just to see. Um, the dog was from Norwood so I do believe it was stolen quite possibly um, and then got out on whoever in Markham and I was able to return the dog to the owner in Norwood and he was ecstatic. <laughs> so. They probably couldn't believe yeah. that their dog made it that far. Exactly. I mean mind you Australian <laughs> Shepherds are fairly active but it's that's quite the yeah. quite the tale. Well, to it's two hours away. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So there you go. That dog went on a journey that yes. day, and and can you believe it? It found it found uh, its owners again. Yeah, very happy day. <laughs> so once owners have their pet microchip, now you mentioned a couple of little tips there, but what would be your sort of top tips once you've got your pet microchipped? What are some things that you want to remember? Well, first you want to make sure. Sometimes actually it's good after you get your animal chipped, go back to the vet maybe a week later to make sure the chip is still in there and it did not fall out right after the chipping because that can happen. Um, and then obviously you would need to rechip. But uh, if everything's good there, um, make sure your info's up to date. Um, if you move, your phone number changes, anything, make sure you call and you change it. Um, otherwise you may not get your animal back. That can make all the difference. So okay. those are good tips. And I know um, even from some of my experiences here at the Ontario SPCA that uh, when an animal can be microchipped at a very young age, um, you know, if they are a kitten or a puppy and then they grow quite substantially, um, that sometimes a microchip can migrate as mm -hmm. well, right? So we scan the entire animal. So cat or dog, we scan the entire animal right down the front, down the back, everything in case it did migrate. Okay. So, yeah. You know what, this has been amazing information, Jenny. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us. Guys, I don't know how to send this message any more clear. Microchips save lives. It gets animals back to their owners. If you do not have your pet microchipped, it's not very expensive. Take a trip to your vet, get your pet microchipped. This has been another amazing edition of Animals Voice Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, share, check us out on iTunes, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Animals Voice Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at our website, ontariospca.ca. Animals Voice Podcast is a production of the Ontario SPCA. The Society would like to thank all of our supporters. Together, we are the Animals Voice. <laughs>